Welcome, everyone, to this episode of the Chronicle Weekly Report. I'm Lane Healy. And I'm your co-host, Christian McRae. Here's what's in the news for Wednesday, September 21st. Quinnipiac University released its second annual Equity and Inclusion Report on September 8th. While student diversity has grown over the last four years, the new report shows a lapse in progress of the university's 10-point plan to increase community diversity. The number of staff and faculty members who identify as an underrepresented minority has decreased nearly 1% from last year. Additionally, the black faculty population has continued to shrink over the last three years, from 5.4% in 2020 to 4.1% in 2022. Despite the university's lack of diversity, students and faculty agree that representation in the classroom matters. Albertus Magnus College graduates will now be eligible to complete their master's in social work at Quinnipiac University per a new agreement between the two schools that was announced on September 8th. Albertus Magnus students will now be able to enroll in Quinnipiac's Master of Social Work program in their second or third undergraduate year. Students who apply will be required to complete 20 undergraduate liberal arts credits and maintain a 3.0 GPA. News editor Katie Langley has the story. At least 200 signs on Quinnipiac University's Mount Carmel campus failed to meet the accessibility standards defined by the Americans with Disabilities Act, or ADA. One of these standards requires that all permanent rooms and spaces be identified with tactile letters in braille text for individuals who are blind or have low vision but many signs across the campus lack braille text or don't meet the height requirements needed for accessibility. John Pettit, Associate Director of Public Relations, says new signs were ordered and the school had hoped to install them in August. According to the ADA, a temporary sign should only be used for seven days or less. The school has been waiting for new signs since July. Quinnipiac University was ranked third in the nation and first in Connecticut for active duty and veteran students by the Military Times in their 2022 Best for Vets report. The publication surveyed 311 colleges and universities. Participant institutions had to submit answers to a 70-question survey on services and resources provided to military students. According to Quinnipiac's Executive Director of Veterans and Military Affairs and Assistant Vice President for Student Experience, Jason Burke, there are over 200 student veterans at Quinnipiac, 2% of the overall student population. In Arts and Life, Associate News Editor Crystal Miller says listening to true crime shows can provide people an escape from reality. But it can also spark some negative side effects, like fear, paranoia, anxiety, and nightmares. Learn more about why this genre is so appealing as Miller gives a review of some of her favorite true crime content creators. This week, Arts and Life editor David Matos spoke with members of Quinnipiac University's FitFam organization. FitFam aims to provide a safe space for everyone looking to gain a healthy body and lifestyle. In the past, the organization has hosted aerial classes, hikes at Sleeping Giant, and spin classes outside of York Hill's Rocky Top Student Center. Ty Verdes released his newest album titled HGTV on September 16th. This is his second album since rising to fame in 2020, and Verdes has raised the bar with a genre-defying track list. Sports editor Cameron Lavasser describes it as an infectious masterpiece that makes you want to fall in love. Check out his glowing review of HGTV's songs in this week's issue. Contributing writer AJ Newf believes sexual aftercare should be prioritized more in intimate relationships. Sexual aftercare refers to the time spent cuddling, talking, and taking care of your partner after sex. Noof says that aftercare not only helps deal with feelings of sadness brought on by post-nut clarity, but also ensures respect between both parties. 
The Quinnipiac Bobcats Sports Network, a male-dominant student media organization, has its first ever chairwoman this fall semester. Emily Sweeney, a junior 3-plus-1 journalism major, earned her spot through a majority vote last spring. While she was hesitant to run and faced criticism from fellow members, her commitment to the club never wavered. Running on a platform to promote diversity and inclusion, she hopes to create a better future for QBSN and the women in it. At the club's first meeting on September 7th, the number of women in attendance had increased by more than double from last semester. First-year international student and contributing writer Alex Martinkova is getting acclimated to her new surroundings at Quinnipiac University. Martinkova is originally from Slovakia and became a Bobcat to pursue a degree in English. After a few weeks at school, she's realizing she has a lot to learn about American culture, from getting used to asking how are you to being able to eat pancakes for breakfast every day. Despite this, Martinkova says that she does not regret her decision and looks forward to the rest of the semester. Death is an uncomfortable topic for most people, but contributing writer Hannah Mursky says avoiding discussions about the inevitable can do us more harm than good. After her family member passed, Mursky coped by focusing on her future and living life to the fullest, but instead ended up overbooked and lost in her schedule. It wasn't until she enrolled in a sociology of death course that she discovered talking about it might be a better option. She found that neglecting these important conversations, especially with dying loved ones, keeps us from considering what we want in life. In opinion, first-year contributing writer Nicholas Pestrito is unhappy about the delayed renovations of Quinnipiac University's Mount Carmel Recreation and Wellness Center. He says the building construction has become a hassle for students, with continuous loud noises and dust and dirt constantly being blown in the air. Pestrito feels like he was lied to due to the center being one of the deciding factors to why he chose to come to Quinnipiac. The Sleeping Giant has more to offer students than a scenic view. Contributing writer Michael Bunce says the Giant is an untapped resource for mental health, something that stressed out college students should take advantage of. According to Mind.org, Spending time outdoors helps limit anxiety and depression while promoting physical well-being. With the sleeping giant resting right across the street from Quinnipiac University, Bunce encourages students to take a hike. After jumping around between majors over the past four years, staff writer Julius Milan will graduate with a degree in journalism this spring. Milan initially came to Quinnipiac with hopes of becoming a high school history teacher. However, he began to question his decision once the COVID-19 pandemic moved most of his classes to Zoom, and he got a glimpse of teachers' new reality. Read Milan's story in this week's issue. In sports, baseball season doesn't start until March, but after a dramatic summer, the team at Quinnipiac is already getting plenty of attention. Sports editor Ethan Hurwitz says roster turnover, new additions to the coaching staff, and tryout drama are likely the source. After eight players transferred to a new school, one player entered the transfer portal, and another stepped away from the program, the team's roster has flipped on its head. Open tryouts only brought six new potential players to the mound. According to Hurwitz, the Bobcats will need all the help they can get this season. The Quinnipiac women's ice hockey team enters their season with high expectations after being a win away from their first Frozen Four appearance in program history last year. The Bobcats were ranked 8th in a variety of preseason national polls. Though the Bobcats are expected to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament, head coach Cass Turner knows that success is not guaranteed. The Quinnipiac men's soccer team is off to a strong start, but associate sports editor Benjamin Jurgen fears the Bobcats could end up fizzling out like last season. So far, the team has performed well in out-of-conference play, winning 4 out of 7 games. 
They also tightened up their sloppy midfield and have an incredible roster. While the Bobcats' best weapon might be their aggressive attack, Yurkin says their weakness in defense leaves them vulnerable. He adds the team should implement new leadership on defense to avoid the mistakes of the 2021 season. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Chronicle Weekly Report. I'm Lane Healy. And I'm Christian McRae. Be sure to pick up this week's paper or check out our website, quchronicle.com. We will see you guys next week with another episode. Peace.